Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, and we are continuing our journey through Genesis, and we're coming up to chapter 19. And got a little sidetracked yesterday, and I would love to spend more time on that, but huh, don't have the time right now. And you probably won't have the time to listen. But just trying to reach out to you, my my sons, uh, men who are listening to my podcast that I can encourage you, strengthen you, provoke you into good works. And I want to talk a little bit here on Genesis 19 is, is God is going to rescue Lot, really for, not for Lot's purpose at all, really, but because of Abraham. And there's some interesting things here. So I want to talk a little bit about what God has created in the family and how the enemy is out, seeks to destroy that. So let's start in 19, chapter 1. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly. So he turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. So first observation I want to make here is they had a different intention, but Lot knew what they would see. Lot knew what would happen to them, and he didn't want that. So Lot was very familiar with the ways of Sodom and Gomorrah. He is not naive to what's going on around him. And I think for many of us men, we're not necessarily naive to what's going around us. We just turn a blind eye to it and then think it's okay because I'm not participating in that. I'm not participating in whatever it might be. Therefore, I'm not bad. They're just bad. But Lot had really become bad. He was turning a blind eye to what he knew was evil. And here he proves that he's he knows what's going on. All right, so verse 4. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. And they called the Lot. Where are the men whom, who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, Stand back. And they said, This fellow came so to sojourn, and they're talking about Lot here, and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to break the door down. But the men, meaning the two angels inside, reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they, meaning the two angels, struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so they, they wore themselves out groping for the door. Then the men said to Lot, have you anyone else? And so they go on, and they, they, Lot's not able to convince his future son-in-laws to join him. They think he's crazy, basically, or not serious, and they escape. Now, here's, here's the thing. Later on, the next chapter is Lot's daughters tricking their father, because that's all who lives. It's going to be Lot and his two daughters. His wife's going to turn back and look at Sodom as it's being destroyed, and she's going to be turned into a pillar of salt. And, uh, but did Lot's daughters hear what he said? Hey, you, how about I let you men have my daughters? 
I suspect they did. But here's the real issue here. There's God has created man and woman in his image. They are equal. But there's an order. There's man and then woman. And then father and mother. And then they have children. And they're supposed to raise up those children. They raise up sons to be men. And they raise up daughters to be women. And they teach them the ways of God. There's an enemy that hates God and hates everything about God. And that enemy is trying to kill and destroy. Destroy and kill. And so we have today in our culture, as as Abraham and Lot were dealing with back in that day, Abraham who did not turn a blind eye to it, Lot who did, they had uh, people who were living against the order that God had created. And so in hating God, if you will, or hating the order of God, they said, you know what, who are you to say that I should only... Um, live this way or do this or do that. I can do whatever I want. And so men were being with men and women were being with women and and men were running, you know, able to do whatever they wanted to in gangs, if you will, or in groups. And so here's an entire city that is completely corrupt to do whatever they wanted to do. And, and God's going to absolutely destroy this city. And so if he, he destroys that city as they were in total rejection of anything that God had to do. If God tells us to start our alphabet with ABC, we're going to start it with um, XYZ, right? Everything to go against God's order, and we have that today. So marriage was created by God, a male and a female. Gender was created by God, male and a female. And all of this, we are, all of this, we're dealing with the hatred of God and any of us who try to live godly lives, try to live according to God's design for us, whether it's in in our gender, whether it's in marriage relationships and parenting, even in music and all these things, those of us who try to do things in order and in a fashion that honors God, in a fashion that is, this is how God designed us to live, that we are mocked because of their hatred toward God and, and, the, and the hatred of the enemy toward God that has infiltrated them. So we need to understand in this story, you have Lot that's being rescued, not for Lot, but for Abraham. And Lot is being rescued from a known evil that he did nothing about. He did not speak up against it. He was not a man of righteousness against them. He was a man who wanted to appease them. He did not like conflict, and for the second time in his life, Lot needs rescuing, and in this case, two angels come to their rescue because of Abraham's prayers and interceding, literally sitting right next to Jesus, the angel of the Lord, and um, and so, or the Lord, who is the angel of the Lord in chapter 16, but here in 18, he is the Lord, and so... For us to recognize, you know, who are we? Are we more like Lot? Hey, we're good. We're not evil. We're not, you know, we're not going out there and promoting abortion. We're not going out there and promoting um, 40 different genders or any of this, um, whatever you want to say that is definitely against God's word. But we're not standing up and we're not standing righteous. In other words, we're not standing up against the evil 
And Edmund Burke is credited with a quote. I don't think he actually says it, but he preaches a sermon along these lines on the parliamentary floor of Great Britain in the 1700s. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Evil was triumphing in Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot, a good man, did nothing. That's why it it prospered, and that's what was the end of Sodom and Gomorrah. So when good men do nothing, then destruction comes. And we need to be like Abraham. We need to pray. We need to pray that righteous men and women, righteous families, would rise up against the evil, that God would give us the strength and the wisdom and the backbone to do that, and we would rise up. And we would... We would proclaim there is there is a right and a wrong there is uh, god designed us a certain way and he designed us male and female in his image and the male is not greater than the female and the female is not greater than the, and the male but in god's order of design there's a way we should function so if um if a man designs a hammer and he designs a screwdriver the hammer and a screwdriver are both tools, but they have different purposes. And so God has designed these very super complicated tools. There's a breakdown of illustration here, but man and woman, I mean, there's so much chemistry and biology going on in our bodies, and there's so much mechanics, even within cell reconstruction, and even within the cell, and everything going on in our bodies, and our DNA, and all of that. There's so much that is unbelievable from our ability to see and hear and taste and refuel ourselves and how we grow and how we all those things is incredible the human body and yet we want to throw back in the face of God that we are angry at him that we hate him and then we we anticipate no consequences to that well there are consequences to that, and that's what the Abrahams of the world need to do. We need to rise up and say, no, there is a righteous way to live, and I'm going to live that way. And I'm going to pray to my God for mercy for me and my family, and I'm going to pray for God, to God for mercy for my neighbors, for my community, and I'm going to ask God for wisdom and how do I go about being salt and light? How do I go about to rise up as a righteous man against evil. So what are you doing to fight evil? Evil is all around us and we need to fight it. God bless you guys. Have a good day. Wow, I went long, but this will count for two days. So God bless you. Talk to you soon.